Welcome to our show. The expansion packed, here we go. It's really fun and it's only begun. It's the expansion packed. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to the expansion packed episode 13. We are talking about first kisses and last words from Fancy High from Dimension 20. My name's Heidi, and I'm here with. And I am the token you still have from the arcade you used to go as a child before your parents' divorce. I'm Bridget. Oh, shit. Uh, And we are two long-distance friends keeping connected through talking about tabletop role-playing games and everything else. So thank you for joining us today. And everything Um, in between. Yeah, man, including your parents' divorce, I guess, if we want to unpack that. Hey, I'm just the token you still have from the arcade you used to go to as a child before your parents divorced. I'm having It 2 vibes right here. I don't know if you ever saw It Chapter 2, but I'm I'm getting vibes from that for sure. Um, I know I'm Pennywise, so... That's that's very true. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You you insult me and I go away. (laughs) You bully me into... A pitiful existence that makes it really easy for you to kill me. Spoiler alert for It Chapter 2, but I mean, it's been out for a really long time, so I don't know. I saw that movie like three, four times in theaters. Also, there's a book, but there's many differences. In the movie, we don't get the magic turtle, so, you know. I don't want to know. Not a great loss. Uh, Yeah, it's complicated. Uh, You know, endings and Stephen King, they don't mesh, Uh, but that's fine. But you know what? Does mesh. (laughs) You know what does mesh? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons and John Hughes, which is what we get when we get Fantasy High. Uh, And it's fantastic. So we're on episode 13. This is a role-playing episode, so mainly chat-based. And it's a good old time. I think the best way to start is with a little recap. Uh, I just want you to know that I named this uh, this episode just me chanting "War crimes, war crimes, war crimes." Yeah, man, <laughs> is it the war crimes? Just we love over war and crimes. over again. We hate war crimes. We love you fantasy know? war crimes. Yeah, yeah. We don't like real war crimes. No, I mean, who? No, who? Who no does? One. You know? Well, nobody. Well. Well, <laughs> anyway, welcome anyway. to the Recap Corner. <laughs> um, this uh, this uh, moment of the Recap Corner is sponsored by my unbridled anger towards the end of this episode of Dimension 20 Fantasy High, uh, which we will touch upon in this recap. I will just get angrier and angrier as this minute goes through. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, let oh, uh, God. You want me to catch I didn't down. Even write this out, Jesus. There's so much Ooh. that goes on. You know, oh, it's a good one when it's no. fresh off the top of your head. We're just. Oh, I'm gonna no. count you down, dude. Three, two, one. 
Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the Recap Corner. So, Eowyn was in jail, and just kidding, now she's not anymore, and it sparks a war. Uh, meanwhile, Penny, uh, not Penny, Penelope, uh, seems to be much more involved than she was letting on. Uh, there's some crazy things about that. Uh, meanwhile, we get more lore about all the ships uh, that have been supposedly taken down, and it turns out uh, they're all the same ship, which is crazy. It's Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean rules. Um, there's some tension with a lot of the dads. It's getting weird, guys. Um, uh, Kristen uh, finally realizes that she's gay. Uh, Gorgug and Zelda go on a date because Zelda seems to be in danger because it seems like there's a fantasy trafficking ring that's going on, which is wild. Um, and uh, she ends up being put in a crystal. Uh, so they're trying to get her out. Uh, they go with Biz and then fucking surprise biz is actually the worst <laughs> <laughs> i know shocker to no one but he really is the worst he's the he's worst the worst he's yeah. it's him it's him it's, yep yeah he's got he's all the girls to, he's got he's got those gals man he's got the yeah. missing girls and he put them in the fucking arcade and they're in the arcade yep i'm pissed because <laughs> of course well, before- it's him of course it's him that shitty greasy haired he put himself in the fucking hospital i'm so mad i don't even yeah care. there's you know there's what? been Fine. some betrayal some treachery but we should start at the beginning uh yes. and with and my first beautiful beautiful girl aelwyn both uh beautiful beautiful girls adine and aelwyn they are both my our beautiful be- beautiful sisters yeah they are because my first note is that when you're too busy dunking on your enemy, you almost forget to heal your friend. Because Fig is just like fucking whispering terror into Aelwyn's ear as she like is behind her, fucking menacing her. And then, oh, whoops. Oh, maybe I should heal Riz. Oh <laughs> Riz is God, actively favorite, dying. My favorite line comes out of there. Um, Fig, while she is whispering... Um, so we find out that uh, the boys of Hudal were paying Aowen to um, come to the party and to create these uh, elemental cheerleaders so that it's not a sausage fest at these yes. Hudal parties. Because apparently the girls uh, refuse to tell the boys where their parties are located. So none of the boy, the Hudal boys know where the Hudal girls go. Um so uh, my favorite line comes out of this because Fig comes up to Eowyn, caresses her cheek and goes, where do you and your bitches party? <laughs> and that's just a wonderful line. I correct. I agree with this. This is the Eowyn. perfect uh, version of interrogation. You cannot tell me otherwise. This is the only form of interrogation I will accept. And you know, her inter- interrogation is very good, uh, but it does come at the expense of a friend who's lying and dying on the ground. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, my next note is poor Ostentatia and her dad. Jesus Christ. My my second note is poor Mr. Wallace. Yeah, yeah. poor guy. They've he been through home. the ringer. He just lost his job. He do- He couldn't pay for the insurance this year for the house. And now he comes home to the house in a in disarray. Um, and his his poor daughter, the only light in his life he's got left. Yeah, man. 
I don't know where the mom is. I don't know where his... We his... don't... Yeah, we don't have mom. Yeah, yeah, we don't have mom. Mom's out of the picture. And now our, his only child is in a fucking crystal. In a crystal. It's fine. It's a hard... It's a, he's not having a great break right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard time. It's, it's just so sad. I just want them to have a break. Just want them to have a break. There's a couple of people in this episode. I, I just hope for in the coming episodes they get a little bit of a break. They catch a break, or at least by you know the end of freshman year. Hopefully, yes. people can. For the can love of God, please leave this family alone. <laughs> They've done I nothing. <laughs> they just yeah. They need a break. They need a trip to Disneyland or something. They do. So Riz's mom shows up and immediately uh, Riz goes, hey, mom. And right off the bat, Sklando goes, God damn it. <laughs> I love my note about Sklanda. I I love her so much. Um, I wrote Riz and his mom are everything to me. I just love I love her. I love their little relationship. Yeah, I love it. It's a good time. She's a, she's she's the coolest mom. Hey, she's you know, the coolest mom. We have a dad tier, which, by the way, I'll get into later because um, we might have a a change in the in the dad tier um, through oh, this episode. Good. But for the mom tier, Sklanda's number one, dude. Sklanda's number one. Sklanda's number one, like forever. full on, full on yes. number one. Who would Fully be number, number two? One. No, no, no. Who would be number one? Is no, she I said two? who would be number two. Oh, who would be number two? I thought you said, yeah. is she, or is she number two? No, uh, who would uh, be number two? I guess maybe Fish I would Mom. Say, but... I would say Mrs. Thistlespring. That's true. Or Goat's Mom. True. This um, is true. Although her and her husband feel, they're not, they're quite a package deal yes. to me. Uh, we just don't get them independent of one another uh, very often. But, and then, and then it's, it's Fig's mom. We don't get a lot of Fig's mom though. So I don't think it's, I think it's, it's not oh. fair to say that she's last. We haven't gotten very much of her I'm going to so say something far. controversial. Ooh, controversial, but so brave. You know who's number two for me? Oh, who's number two for you? Fabian's mom. Oh, fuck. Oh, that fuck. That wild, yeah, she crazy is. bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's scarfing number... down some beta blockers with a, with a glass of champagne. The side of the pool. That's her. It might be. She might have to be lower on the list for me because it's too close. <laughs> I just, I love her. I think she's crazy. She, she is, is great. Fully, um, Kate Blanchett. Uh, she's Kate Blanchett's uh, character from Lord of the Rings. So, what is Fabian's mom's name? I cannot remember um, for the life of me. Fuck. I never remember anyone's names. What is his mom's name? I think it starts with an H. It's like anyway. fucking elvish and stupid. Anyway, I love her. How dare you? She's my number two. How dare you? No, no, no. Um, She's not stupid. Her name is, but all elf and all elf names are pretty stupid. And I mean stupid in a great way. Stupid is a compliment. We're gonna go to war. <laughs> vernacular. Why? We're gonna go to war. The elves are gonna be like, stupid is not a good term. Oh. Well, um, elves but- can- uh, Fabian's mom is a hundred percent Kate Blanchett's version of Galadriel in Lord of the Rings uh, when she has those like crazy moments off in the distance of like prophetic horribleness. 
It's hilarial. Hilarial. Oh, hilarial. Yeah, it's literally Galadriel. Yeah. Are they are they sisters? She is great. Are they sisters? They're sisters. I don't know. Sisters. Could sister. be. But Sklanda is 100% number one mom. She's, yeah, she's the best. There. Yeah. There's um, no one when, who can compare. No. And I mean, to be fair, dads just get a lot more airtime. Hey, why? They, hey, Renan? <laughs> Renan, what's up with that? I don't think that that's inherently his fault. I don't think it's anyone's fault. But I think the main reason for that is that is that that's the backstory that the player characters have chosen. They've chosen to have daddy issues for the most part instead of having mommy issues. So the moms just get to be chill and not around because they are not the issue. I hate what I'm about to say. Oh no. I say hate it. What I'm about to say. Hey, you got to say it. Brennan, oh, come no. here. Oh, come no. over come over in my corner for a second. I don't want anybody else to These to always hear make me so uncomfortable. Do I leave? Eyes. Should I leave the room? No, you're here the entire time. You're standing off to the side and you can fully hear. Even though I've just, just like pulled, pulled over Brennan just to be like hey, imaginarily listen. over to the side. I'm whispering really loudly, so it's like yeah. it's obvious that you can hear. And I'm covering my yeah. face. And you're just wishing like, I you're wasn't. ready with an apology for me. <laughs> <laughs> like you have a written out apology that you just hand to Brian. I just hand it just to like, him in, in, a wa- in a wax sealed envelope. <laughs> yep. You just shake your head as like you walk back towards me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, Brennan, uh, listen, um, there's no, there's no easy way to say this. Um, can we get more mommy time? huh can we get more uh can we get more mommy and me time i need some more i need some more mommy time my dude but i i gotta say i i really do think it is it's on the players because they're the ones who've chosen these backstories in which okay they're focusing on their fathers you know what i mean oh okay let me let me hear here here hey guys hey everybody Um, else (laughs) hey everybody else Brennan, take a seat. Take a take a knee. You, you can, can take a load off on this one. Can, yeah, yeah. You can sit in the bench right now. You can sit in the dugout. Uh, have yourself a little Kool Aid jammer. Dugout. Um, just just hang tight. Hang tight, bud, for a hot sec. Um, the rest of you, uh, come over here, real quick. Hey, uh, hey guys, what's up? Uh, I don't think I've addressed you in any of these episodes. Uh, let's nope. huddle. Yeah, guys, uh, I'm holding all of your shoulders collectively. Somehow my arms have gotten that large. Um, <laughs> Stretch hey guys, around. Um, so listen. Where's the mommy time? Where is... Hey, you know, we still the have... mommy time. We still have... This is episode 13... We've got four more episodes, which is Faith's nuts. got a little bit. Faith's got a little Faith's bit. Faith's got of a mommy little bit. She's got you know, going on. Gorgug has equal parent. There, he just has daddy this issues is because he's looking for his dad. He doesn't really ask the "Are you my mom?" question. This he does true. focus on the "Are you my dad?" Um, yeah, where's mom? But I think that that makes sense because he's a boy, right? So he wants to find the adult version of himself. Maybe is what that's about. Kristen also equal parents. And same with the dying, you know. This is true. Well, but the daddy until stuff, this episode. Until this episode. Hey. Uh, well, we should really talk about that. this episode. There's way more. 
Speaking of daddy issues, so when Sklanda rolls up, she's... (laughs) I don't even want to talk about this man. About about Adine's father? I don't even... I refuse... He's the person I have decided... Because at first it was like, I just couldn't remember his name. Now I don't want to know his name. I don't yeah. want to ever, even if somebody tells me, I'm going to have short-term memory loss. And just immediately, it's like going to block out of my brain. It's going to be like, nope, sorry. I cannot remember this name. Cannot he does. Remember. He does really suck. Um, so he sucks. They so uh Adine's parents both roll up and they're like, Hey, excuse us, but both of my daughters have diplomatic immunity, so you can't take them anywhere. Um and Sklanda is just so fantastic and she's like, Well actually, if uh Adine is feeling threatened by your other daughter, Aylwin, then we can arrest her if she says it. So of course love- Adine goes, Yep, I feel unsafe. What and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's good so move, fantastic. Sweetie. And Sklanda tells Adine's father that he can suck her dick, and it's the best. Oh my god, he doesn't even remember that she was at his house, like, hours before. Ow, literally, maybe, maybe, maybe like an hour hours. before. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, just spoke with him. Yeah. He's, su- he's a racist he's piece of shit. He's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst. He's the worst. He yep. always is like, he's that person that is like constantly like talking about the races. Like he's like, oh, my daughter is going to a goblin prison. And it's like, dude, no, like, no, it's going to prison. Just like a, pr- a prison. It's just yeah. Not, it's, he, the, the epitome of uh, elven privilege, the, the Abernants. Uh, so. Yes, but yeah, which, so they, they... Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. I, I was just going to say that uh, they suck. I don't know. I don't remember it. The thought left my brain immediately. Oh, okay. I was going to say, speaking of privilege, um, I want Fabian to stop flirting with Eowyn. I find it highly uncomfortable. <laughs> find it highly uncomfortable because I love Eowyn and I want... And I love Fabian, but I want better for both of them. By that, I mean just not each other. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. They, they, they're really hor. They would be a really horrible couple. Oh my god! It's intriguing, the worst. but it's bad. It's a bad idea all around. And they know. They know that it's such a horrible idea. Like it's not. It's not a mystery. They understand that. They would um, be that couple that like you see them around and like everyone is like, oh my god, two of the most popular kids are dating each other. But then when they're alone, they literally don't talk to each other. They're on each on the phone, <laughs> on each other's phones, and they're just like, How do we how do we we don't have conversations? They literally just make out or they're silent. Yes. Yeah. I see Which, that. I wouldn't have a great see that. formula to a great healthy relationship. Super good, you super know. cool. Don't do that, um, kids. Don't do that. Find somebody you can talk to. For sure. Communication's really important there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so they they cart Aylwin off to go to the jail, and then we split the party. So half of the party, Gorgug, Kristen, and Fig go to the jail, because Fig really wants to try and speak with uh, Aylwin, and then Adine and Fabian and Riz race on the motorcycle 
uh, to Adine's home because they want to beat her parents there so that they can search Aelwyn's room. And yeah, we find dude. a lot of stuff in Aelwyn's room. Dude, Aelwyn's fucking packing, my dude. She's got she- a bunch of weapons. She's got handcuffs, which I'm like, Fabian, please do not take those. No, thank you. He did, though. He did take I know, them. it's the worst. Hey, I mean, they are adventurers. Manticles or handcuffs hey, do come in handy. They're uh, adventuring. Wink. Like sexually? Is that what you're talking about? Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> I hate myself this episode. Oh, jeez. You know, Fabian's dad does a lot of plundering. Uh, I'm sure Fabian's got that gene, too. He's going to go plunder some... Uh, no, we're going to stop right now. That's it. Uh, that's all. You're being worse than the hangman. Um, I'm being terrible. It's fine. Terrible. Everything's fine. Welcome to my brain. Yep. But they find a lot of really important things in Aowyn's yes. room. Uh, one of important. which, yes, uh, other than all of the drugs and alcohol and guns and weaponry, and handcuffs they also find what a fucking badass dude um they also find a uh spell for detect maiden which is detect a virgin basically uh so we know that that's something she's used um we find modify memory which we had known about before and then conjure elemental which is how we know that she was able to conjure all of those uh, elemental cheerleaders um and they also find uh, a miniature boat that was made from a piece of the harpy um which was a boat uh that was enchanted to trick oracles to be to be able to put an enchantment on a boat so that even someone who is you know who has divination magic like an oracle wouldn't be able to uh you know find the magic aboard the ship um and had a strong storm evocation on it uh too okay so i can't right now because we have to go through all the lore first so that i can get to like the big theory because like otherwise i'm gonna keep saying it over and over again and i'm just gonna get more and more excited as it goes on and then i'm just gonna start screaming (laughs) okay 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 where do you want to start with that with the lore Uh, There's a lot. Oh my god, there's so much. I put at one point in my notes, I just put, fuck, I gotta, I gotta fucking look at my notes. And then in all caps, (laughs) Heidi, help me with the lore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, from, so from there, we don't have, there wasn't, that's basically it, right? From her room. Yes. I believe. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll do it as, because we get more and more throughout the episode. So that's what we get. Yes. Yeah. So that's what they get in her room. And then as they're leaving, uh, they get caught by her parents. Uh, so they cross paths with Adine's parents. Adine's dad sucks, as always. But... Adine, yes, sticking up to your father. Sticking up for herself. First, thank you for having the confidence. I can't wait until Fabian... Get said confidence as well, because he tries faking it, but you can see it with his parents. He cannot stand up to them. No, he cannot. He, he tries to later on, and it, it doesn't work out too well. Oh, it's a very... I, I have lots of feelings about the Seacasters, so we'll have to definitely talk about that when yes, we get to it. But 
on Adine and her her dad. She also knows not just when to stick up for herself, but she also uh, and she doesn't have a panic attack. It's fantastic. She does not have a panic attack. And she also knows when to draw the line, right? She knows when to throw up the boundary. She goes uh, invisible and ends the conversation. Uh, and I think that's just as important as sticking up. Like that is another way to stick up for yourself too, is to know when to draw that line and to end a conversation to say, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore because this conversation doesn't, doesn't benefit me and will only hurt me. Oh um, my God. Yes. Guys, I think how many arguments can be stopped by you just taking a step back and just being just walking like, away. I need to walk away for now. And then come back if I need to talk about this more. Like, nine out of ten arguments would be avoided. Yeah. They would. Yeah. Yeah. And and also just so much heartache and pain would be avoided that way, too. Uh, Boundaries are important, my guys. Um, And in that moment... how strong you are of being able to walk away. Like, dude, that's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Um... And so she goes invisible. Her dad is a sh- not a good practical spellcaster, so he doesn't know that, that she's sucks. invisible. He thinks, yeah, he sucks. He thinks that she teleported away. And her mom has the, the kind of the last word in the conversation, which is interesting. I want to know your thoughts on Adine's mother. Okay, um, mom didn't have to make me cry like that first off. Uh, oh, what the fuck, dude? Um, is yeah. she okay? Um... Cause she like, I don't think so. It's like, she starts talking about like, she's like, I don't know if you're still here um, or still listening. Um, Cause she can like kind of detect a little bit more than her husband. She, she has more awareness of, well, and I mean the way that spells are cast, you have to say something and then maybe also do something or throw a sprig of mint or like, you know, there's like yeah. things that happen when you cast a spell. So she can, she's a better practical spellcaster and can tell that that wasn't a teleportation spell that she cast. She, she knows it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but she's basically like, I believe you and I'm like, sorry. She apologizes. Yeah. And it's just like, so like, it adds just such a nice layer. Cause it's like, ma'am, are you safe? Like, do you want, are you getting emotionally abused by your husband? I mean, if that's the way he treats his daughters, who knows the way he treats his wife. Yeah. And there's also, you know, people, yeah, people are layered. And I think it's also that just because you're a unit, just because you're a couple with someone, it doesn't mean all you feel exactly the same. Uh, and I think there is something to be said about, uh, you know, as much as I don't like want to fall into like gender roles, I do think there's something to be said of a mother's love Yeah, that is different than, uh, or at least someone who birthed you's love from someone who is a parent in another way you know what i mean like uh, i want her to have a doll's house ending where yeah spoilers for a doll's house spoilers for a doll's house (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't read that uh in every uh sophomore english class oh my Um, god uh or any theater class any uh, theater class any intro theater class um but uh, she leaves at the end, finally, this husband who has been just awful. Um, the door slam. 
heard around yes, the world. Yes, door slam heard around the world where she doesn't stay. I she would love stay. that for Mrs. Avident. Uh, I sure. believe it would be quite wonderful if she also got it would be it would be so nice if she gets inspiration from her daughter from seeing Adine grow Stand into up. this person and be like, I'm really proud of my daughter. I also need to be like this. I need to be this strong as well. And for her to yeah. just be like, mm, go fuck yourself, uh, husband oh mine. Uh yeah. <laughs> none of this is right. Um, hoping for that. Hoping hoping for that for you we'll see what we'll see what happens but oh, yeah that's man. that's what happens at the abernet home uh and then up on a different side of town <laughs> we at have the at the prison we've got fig and oh and from there wrapping up the the what happens at the abernets they realize with the piece of the harpy uh that the best thing to do is to talk to someone who understands ships so who better who better than, than Captain than Bill Seacaster himself? Captain Bill Snuffmaster Seacaster. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a very him. that's a very apt name. Uh, and then on the other side of town, we've got the prison. Fig disguises herself as Penelope Everpedal to go and talk to Aylwin to try and get some information from Aylwin. Which, oof, talk about top 10 anime betrayals, my dude. I knew Penelope was somehow involved. Yeah, man. Her best friend. Her best friend. Like, and that's why it's getting too real with, like, the almost like a trafficking ring of, like, human trafficking, but, like, fantasy trafficking. Um, Like, that's how they get them sometimes, is, like, they recruit somebody who's, like, close to people and, like, Mm -hmm. um, Later, we'll talk about a little bit more of, like, one of the tactics she uses that is, like, way too much of, like, hey, this is kind of a realistic thing that uh, trafficking rings use, and that's frightening. Um, Sure. And, I mean, there's part of that, too, is, like, well, if you know about it and you don't want it to happen to you, do you join them? Like, maybe. No. It's good. I mean, the answer is no. You don't don't do that. You don't. Uh, just throwing out possible ideas for for what's happening but um the funny thing about fig you can't, uh you can't yeah. throw out possible ideas you know the answer actually i really can throw out possible ideas even though no, i know the answer you're me off the trail maybe you chaotic nightmare this whole time, uh, Brady's been the chaos. I've, I've learned it one. from the best. <laughs> You've been the normal one. <laughs> That's the real joke. But the 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 funny thing about Fig being uh, about Fig disguising herself as Penelope to try and get this this all of this information from Aylwin is that they find out that Aylwin got all of her information and intel from Penelope. So it like. She can't really get new information from Aylwin because of that, but she can get the confirmation that, oh, for sure, 100%, this is Penelope, and Penelope has answers to this uh, because she was her direct communication and things Uh, like that. My two notes for this are, so they do, so that finding out that Penelope was actually involved. um, Yeah. But they also talk about a he- 
And it's like, who is, well, who is he that they're talking about? Um, yeah. And then my other one is, Fig, why are you so bad at pretending to be people? But she's like, not. She is, but she isn't. Like, she's really good at, like, the illusions and stuff, but, like, having the conversations sometimes, it's like, well, I don't know what I would say. Like, you come a you little know? bit more prepared than her sometimes. I mean, maybe, but also she went straight from one thing to another. And and that being said as well, like, even if the thing she says isn't necessarily the best way to maybe say them or, or whatever... There's also her roles on top of that, which are also always really good for the most part when she, because she has that actor feat, gives her advantage, you know, when she's rolling for things like deception and and all all that stuff and persuasion and whatnot, when she's disguised as someone else. So Fig is very good. If necessarily all the things I, being, you know, a person who now plays uh, tabletop role playing games on a live stream for an audience, you just don't always oh, say the God. things that are Miss Big Shot here uh, with a with a small audience of people uh, that I'm very grateful for, and it is a job I very much uh, appreciate. Ooh, but big, um, big <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but having done that you do just say things like you just don't have the time to be as like well versed or you know it just doesn't it doesn't happen in the moment you know just like this podcast exactly another great uh reference i never know what i'm saying on this podcast (laughs) isn't that just the truth i feel that as well um (laughs) honestly truly is the truth oh good god almighty Um, in the prison in the like jail prison moment, we also get a great uh, "Are you my dad?" with Gorga, oh where it's a god. full fake out for a moment. Oh my god! Does but it, like, did he roll? He rolled high. I think he rolled high. So, yeah. which is why it was deceptive because Brennan played it off. It was a one of the cops at the police station, and the cop recognized Gorgug and was like, wait, are you Gorgug? And it leads you for Gorgug's dad. It leads you to believe, oh shit, are we, are we getting some daddy? Some half orc daddy? Um, But no, he just, he just recognizes him as being a backpack stealer and thief. Uh, So that's it. But it's a great moment. What a good (laughs) moment. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. So we go back over to uh, the Sea Casters. See, everybody meets together at the Sea Caster Manor. And, uh, oh, looky, looky, look who's there again. It's Bill Seacaster <gasps> and Mr. Hughes from the your, bank. Your favorite banker. Okay, why automatically did you look at this man? I know why. I know exactly why, but I'm going to say it in front of our audience just to shame me, I guess. I guess I want to shame myself a little bit. You admitted that you thought he was attractive. Did you not? A little bit. You said you did. I said I looked at him and went, oh yeah, that would be my type in this, wouldn't it be? Huh? Huh? Mm. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, dude. Nothing wrong with that. Also Sylvester, you know? though. 
that's there is something wrong with that. But we don't have to. We're not going to get into that again. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, the Mr. Hughes is there again. There's a funny moment where uh, Fig tries to distract. She's trying to distract Mr. Hughes so that Riz can sneak something out of his pocket. And her her response her her way to distract him is to go, "What's your favorite song, Mr. Hughes?" And he just says, "Not now." <laughs> That's his not, response. Not, not now. Not not interested at all. And yes, he does work. Again, we'll reiterate, he does work for the shitty bank that does not give out any lollipops or pens. He oh, works for KVX bank. Kind of bank. What kind of bank is that? It's a piece of shitty. It's a shitty, shitty bank. I wouldn't. Shitty I bank. wouldn't use them. I would not use yeah. them. No, they they would suck. I, I wouldn't want to use them. And um, no. so they they try to get some information from from Bill Seacaster, but things get weird with him and Fabi. There's tension because tension uh, between them. Uh, says something about like, oh, you're a privateer. And Bill goes, yeah. who told you that? I'm a, like, pirate. I'm a pirate. And he's very, Bill Seacaster is very p- proud to be a pirate. And he thinks she's like slandering him, basically, by calling him a privateer. And then when he finds out that it was Fabian who told her that, and he admits that he does say that in mixed company to improve his father's image. Whenever basically. you have to use the, the word mixed company, you mixed know company. it's going end up being an argument you know you're in trouble when you use the term mixed company you're trying to also you also know you're a dick (laughs) yes anytime somebody uses mixed company it usually means something either classist or racist yeah dude oh totally and in this moment it's classist uh because it's (laughs) baby but yeah so they there's weird tension that we've never felt before between this wonderful father and darling boy, as they call each other. Um, and so they both kind of just go their separate ways. Fabian just goes up to his room and like oh, walks God. away from, and, and Bill just leaves. He, he like grabs a rope and swings away. Uh, excuse me. The description is uh, Bill sadly swings away to a crow's nest. <laughs> yes. In the house. But, I love that Fig tried to save him by straight up blurting out, uh, Fabian made out with with a girl today. And and, and Bill like ignore and he says like, I'm gonna avoid that thing that I'll be very proud of you for, basically. And then he straight up says, Are you ashamed of me? And then pulls out a sword and threatens Mr. Hughes. Yeah. An amazing moment. Amazing moment. Come on. Come on. Don't don't, <laughs> don't. Hey, I mean, why not? Yeah, Mr. Hughes. He also seems makes to a suck. Very good point of uh, saying that him and Mr. Hughes are not different at all, and actually the no. pirates are better because at least he won't rip somebody's housing away from them. Yeah, uh, he's not going to rip people out of their homes. Yeah, yes, which going to steal their gold. Yeah, steal their gold and potentially kill them. Um, then you don't have a home to worry about. Yeah. So it's a little bit like, <laughs> hey, I get your argument, but also at the same time, it's not sound. <laughs> no. And, and and even with that, even if they are the same 
even if they did do exactly the same thing, but they are two such different people, the issue with Fabian... No, it doesn't make it right. And the issue that Fabian has is about pretense, right? It's about how he looks to other people. So having a father who's a pirate makes makes him feel like he looks bad because other people look down on that. What? Bill doesn't care about that, but but Fabian does. So even in that instance, that still isn't why Fabian's doing it. They both have just a very different viewpoint of being like proud of of Bill's work. Fabian's okay. not really. Might I also add um, from way back when? Um, one of the first people to say something to Fabian about Bill's profession is Coach Daybreak, who is also the worst. So it's like, hey, man, maybe take it with a grain of salt of people judging you because one of the people who is judging you was an extremist cult member trying to bring the apocalypse on. Yeah, and he's also dead now. You killed him, so. Yes, Uh, you did murder him. But directly after that, we go to a post-party party, and everybody starts drinking in Fabian's room. Uh, uh, yeah. We got some info. Because oh. we found, because go we looked it. at, we looked at Mr. Hughes' cases. Um, yes. So, Mr. Hughes, first off, his name is Alston, and I was like, oh god, okay. <laughs> they look at his card. Yes, they look we, at his card. Get, they get his business card. He works at KVS, KVX in Bastion City. Um, yeah. He's the Department of Special Investments. Yes. What the fuck does that mean? Um, and we will find out later because they start being like, well, what does KVX stand for? And we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> now, this went into me doing the dad tier. Oh, okay. Sure. Let's get, a, let's get a the new dad tier. Um, so, um, and it's going to change. Uh, as we get further down this episode. Um, so we Should got, we talk about it then? Yes. Okay. Yes. And we can talk about why, why it changed. Yes. Okay. Forget I said anything. I'm just, I'm just reading. <laughs> I love that. Well, we learn. So yeah, we learn about Mr. Hughes. We learn more about KVX Bank. Um, yes. But that's when they want to go Google more about him, right? Yes. In Baby and Room. They start talking about Penelope... And it's like, what do her parents do? And like, what's all going on? And like, how does she know these girls? And so they're like, what do her parents do? And they start looking through her Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they find an untagged uh, photo album with uh, a lot of the missing girls. We and- have six girls. Yes. We've got Katya Cleaver. Yes. Daniel Barkstock, Sam Nightingale, who we met at the beginning, and we know she was a childhood friend yes. of, and a long best friend of Penelope. We've got Penny Luckstone, who yes. was Riz's babysitter. Yes. And we have, there are pictures of Ostentatia Wallace, who we know is for sure in a crystal that they have. And we have Antiope Jones as well. Yes. Those are all six of those ladies. Yes. You go. And then we have a new picture with Zelda, right? Yeah. And we know now that a new picture has been uploaded. 
We got um, alarm bells going, guys. Zelda's not safe. We got to make sure our girl Zelda. Yeah. Zelda is 100% not safe, which is like, that's what led me to, um, like, this is a fantasy trafficking ring. Is yeah. like using that as like you taking photos, like Penelope taking photos with these girls who, especially Zelda, because they're not friends. No, so it's they're like, not friends. How many of these missing girls? like she was friends with sam but she might not have been friends with any of the others she like she became might friendly been... with them and, and it's weird because it's like that's a way to mark the girls like anybody yeah. who's like part of the ring can go on her facebook find this untitled album and be like yeah. oh this is the next target and if it's not that another way it could be too is that they're like trophies like serial killers like ah, I hate you know it. what i mean oh i hate it like, because either it's that, like, because there's many reasons. It could be both of those things, too. Oh, but yeah. Oh, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh, no. Yeah, man. But oh. yeah, Zelda, not safe. Our poor girl. And my Ooh. next note. Wait, real quick. Go ahead. I have, I, yeah, have yeah, horror, yeah. I have a horror movie title for that. Ooh, I love that. Tag, you're it. As in, like, oh. you're tagged in, like, the Facebook. In the photo? Yeah. That's kind of a cool idea. I kind of like it. Tag, you're it. I like <sighs> it. That's cool. That's cool. Um, That's scary. You want to conspiracy next... theory? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. There was a conspiracy theory that happened this year. Okay. With, with all this craziness going on. Uh-huh. So, you know the furniture company Wayfair? Oh, yes, I know this. Oh, my God. Yes, I know this. Yes, continue. Okay, okay, for the audience. Um, Because this happened during COVID. Yes, this happened during the lockdown. So Wayfair is a website like Overstock or something where you can get like a little bit of discounted furniture and like other things. It's not discounted. discounted. They're so overpriced. (laughs) Yes, it's very overpriced, but they try to say like it's discounted. Um, But so Wayfair had to release an official statement. Um, because there started a conspiracy theory that they were part of a human trafficking ring because people were going missing and somebody was trying to say that like the person's name that went missing suddenly a new furniture piece with their name would pop up on Wayfair and they were like because there were just these yeah because there were just these big like cabinets that all looked the same with different names on them that were like katie like not like schnargenflargen like ikea you know where they have like the weird crazy names no like fully like katie bridget heidi like people's names and they all looked the same and were like 14k were like a shit ton of money for these same looking like basically like a what is it called when it's like a closet but it's like not it's in the wall like ex a wardrobe yeah like a wardrobe yeah yeah yeah. um the fly in the witch yeah such a wild conspiracy yeah they had to release an official statement saying hey we are not a part of a human trafficking ring (laughs) and we all went huh why did you have to release that statement? And then we all found out about the conspiracy theory. That was the wild thing was nobody like 
really knew about the conspiracy theory until Wayfair had to release the official statement. And then everybody was like, well, fuck, now I got to look and see why they're being accused. Oh, you know that I had to Google that. I had to know. I had to know the real, the real deets. (laughs) But back to the fantasy possible human trafficking that's happened that's happening we find out about zelda welcome to wayfair kvx wayfair kvx fair but this is when we this is when we kind of break some uh kind of break some plot points down and we like get some like real breakthroughs that seem to be happening um and i just Uh, got a shout out yes before because Got a shout out. First good note takers. So I believe it's Emily who has like the notes that they're kind of yeah. going through where she has everything written down. Good note takers in D&D are mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, beautiful folks. Got a shout out. Some uh, fantastic uh, note takers here. Uh, another one I'll shout out is a Marisha Ray from Critical Role. In this house we stand, Marisha. And if you don't, you can fuck off. Um, okay. I'll uh, tell you details. I'll, I'll, I, she doesn't know what I'll I'm talking about. If you're, yeah. if you're a TTRPG uh, fan and a fan of watching shows like this, you've probably watched Critical Role and probably understand the discourse around Marisha Ray. And it's bullshit and stupid and she's a fantastic player and you can uh, fight me if you think um, anything different. I'll tell you about yes, this later. Exactly. Um, uh, I trust Heidi's judgment, so I, I'll throw it down. Let's go. Yeah. Let's start a fight. We stand. Um, let's start a war. <laughs> let's start a war. Um, and then the other breakthrough comes from our boy, Zach. Gorgug is the one that makes this just truly amazing breakthrough. Uh, do you want to talk about KVX? Um, uh, I want to first uh, state that we have the first breakthrough in that Fabian has pirate porn on his computer. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. That's what I Can't forget that wanted to bring attention to uh first first and foremost um yes with that uh so okay okay this is where i need some of the lore help okay because my brain kind of glosses over when they start getting a little too into the like yeah history that like my brain just goes i don't remember these names um sure so there is a there is a a person okay demon um, known as Calavaxis. Calavaxis. Calavaxis, which I tried very hard to spell um, the name. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Calavaxis. Yes. K A L. K V X. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. Is this bank his? What the fuck's up? Because they're talking about KVX Bank, and then it just comes over Zach's. You can see him make the make the connection. He's like, have access. KVX Bank. Because at first they're talking about KVX Bank, thinking about, oh, is it KVX? As in, like, Roman numerals. K Roman numerals VX. Uh, but yes. that doesn't really work in terms of Roman numerals. And he makes that realization. Calvaxis. I'm sorry. Yeah, Um, no worries. That was a big one. That was a big yawn. It shook you Um, to like your core. 
Oh my god, I, I'm a changed woman. Huh. So what, like, questions do you have about the lore that comes out right now? Yeah, remind me, who's or the connections. <laughs> so Calvaxis, so, uh, okay, so back in the day, there was this- Back in the this, olden times. Back in the day, there before was this being- Solace. Be- Before Solace. There was this being called Calvaxis, and we don't know what- they, they say maybe he's a demon. We don't really know what, what he was. Um, and uh, he was trying to take over, basically, the world. He used the Nightmare King and something else that I can't remember what the, what the thing was uh, that they mentioned. But as uh, kind of like scapegoats to try and like get his way, he had this huge navy, which the Harpy was the flagship of which we find out kind of later in the episode um but he basically had like a lot of things going for him uh and he was basically cut down by the elven oracle uh who is the same elven oracle who died at the beginning of freshman year um and she was the one who stopped him uh and and eggfort was her assistant Eggfort was her paramour, so they were lovers with one another. Eggfort was Haley Williams from Paramore. Eggfort was Haley Williams from Paramore. Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could say All that's I what you get when you let your heart win. That's what you get when you let your heart. Does win. that? So does that make sense? <laughs> that that lore. Yes, it does. Um, I just couldn't remember people's names because there were a lot of names and then there were countries being thrown out. And I was like, oh, God, wait yeah. a minute. Hold because on. also uh, the Elven Oracle, they were working with Thalinel. Thalinel is the Elven nation that Adine's from, that she, yes. the reason why she has diplomatic immunity. Um, and then when he was, when Calvaxis was defeated, that's when they created Solace. So where's High Court? In, it's, it's a... It's the Elven High Court. So that is in uh, Falinel. Okay. This is all coming together. It's all coming together. It's all coming together now. So I put in all caps. Let's start a war. Um, So. uh, Yeah, man. So basically, like, while they're all doing this lore stuff, um, they find out that Zelda is looks like she's going to be the next person to be targeted. Um, so yeah. they tell Gorgug, you got to flirt with your girlfriend. And he's like, she's not my you gotta, girlfriend. We got to meet with her. <laughs> yeah, we got to meet up with so your girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend. Um, right um, before my- that. Yeah. Sorry. Right before that, though. Um, because actually, we brought up the porn stuff. It happens after the Zelda thing. Because that's when we find out. Uh, that, because Fabian's very much against uh, Gorgug using his computer to try and chat with Zelda. And they, yeah. they're they like, well, you got porn? And then the porn comes up. Um, but right before that as well, Adine admits to Riz that she knows about his dad. And she says uh, oh, that she overheard that her dad had some sort of correlation to this ship uh, and to working with Falinel or some sort of that he was working with the Elven Oracle around this ship. There was something about, uh, about his work that had to do with the Harpy um, or the Cerulean or, you know, things like that. 
Uh, so Riz is kind of shook by that. Because also none of them knew before that that Riz's de- dad was dead. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of all of them finding out at the same time and him having to deal with that in the same moment. So he's a little bit shook. But then immediately everyone goes to start flirting with Zelda or helping Gorga flirt with Zelda. What was your, what was the moment you were going to mention? My, um, my favorite is his text to her is, uh, yeah. hey, what's up? How's your semester? I think you might be in trouble, LOL. Uh, and then she, she like adds him as a friend and then unadds him. Like it's a lot of really, times. it's just so awkward. My favorite moment is when Fig suggests, say you got a tattoo. Or say, no, she says, say your tattoo got infected. And he's like, why would I tell her I don't have a tattoo? <laughs> she doesn't even know I have one. Wait, no. I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> it's just so good. So uh, they, they, they decide to meet at the uh, at Basrar's uh, lovely ice cream shop, which I love that we just keep going back to Basrar because I love Basrar. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, of my yeah they set up the little dates for Bistrars, for the soda yeah. fountain. And so they start talking about Penelope and Dane, which I knew Dane is coming back because there's no way you introduce a character like that. There's no way Brennan would introduce a character like that, have a fully fleshed out artwork of him, and then never have him again. Because we didn't even get a scene with him. Like, at least, again, with Sasha Lord of Whispers, who I want to come back. <laughs> um, at least, like, yes, he was there for only a moment and is probably not coming back. Or if he is, he's not coming back until later, which kind of hope he comes back because I think he's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least we had a full scene with him. With Dane, we haven't had a full scene with him at all. So I'm like, this boy is coming back. This boy is coming back. But anyway, uh, completely unrelated to that. Um, they, uh, they're having a conversation. Yes, good. Uh, completely unrelated to that. Um, they were talking about, like, what if uh, Penelope and Dane want to be eternal prom king and queen? Because, like, they want to read, like, they're thinking of conspiracy ideas of, like, maybe they're trying to bring back the old monarchy. Yeah, because the monarchy had to do with Calvaxis. So the monarchy had to do with Calvaxis. When he was defeated, there was no more monarchy. Who who also wants to be crowned king and queen? Hey. Hey. The hottest couple in Eggford Adventuring Academy. Hottest seniors. Yeah, man. seniors, which is wild, dude. Because, like, I want to know. Because, like, it's obvious Penelope is, like, definitely a big key player in this now um but i want to know dane's role like i want to know like does he know or is he just being like played and like doesn't know anything about it like how involved is he i want to know i'm very suspicious i'm like fig with porter i'm like hey what's dane up so to? suspicious yeah what the fuck is dane up to we'll have to We're wait and see dane okay <laughs> um but anyway it's date time baby yeah, Gorga and Zelda go on a date, and it's awkward, and it's sweet, and we get the iconic comedic moment where Gorga asks Zelda what kind of music she's into, oh and, she, and Brennan continues to rattle off different metal types. 
And then when he flings it, slice metal, (laughs) slice metal. Uh, Yeah, so good. It's just so good. And then when he throws it back to Zach and asks him, "What about you?" His response is, "Yeah, the same. Yeah, basically that." Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's it. Uh, Too fucking good. Finding out. some more about sweet baby Zelda. Um, yeah. All of her family are Dionysus lovers, which... Because they're all satyrs. Dude, this whole episode is throwing me back to my time in college when I was part of the uh, Theater Honor, Honor Society, Alpha Psi Omega. Um, go APO, my dudes. It's very fun. Um, but the way we had it was set up very much like a co-ed Greek life. Um, yes. And yeah. we, our God was Dionysus, um, where we would, uh, with our president, we would go around and we had a giant jug of the worst, like, sangria mix, wine grossness that uh, we could find at Walmart. And we'd all pass it around and we would say something um, as, like, our quote and to like hail Dionysus and we'd all take a sip and then when it got back to the president at the end the president had to chug whatever was left so it's like we would all try to like have sympathy and like take really big gulps to like help but there was one time where my poor friend Emily was the uh was the president and everyone forgot to like really take a big chug so she had about half of the jug to drink and she hadn't had dinner and she got so drunk oh man oh my god yeah so Dionysus is our thing and then on top of it uh we were split into houses so my house was in-law um and uh there was a house called monarchy so to hear monarchy being said during this episode and to hear Dionysus being talked about. You get thrown back, like, yeah. Like, oh my God, are they going to talk about a cabin next? Because if that, I'm done for, dude. We used to we used to rent a cabin for the weekend and all of us would just party the entire weekend. Of course. What else would you do? Um, but yeah, she's a dance fighter. She really likes to go off. Battle um, dancer. He's a battle dancer she's a barbarian and she rages she rages a bit too hard so she can't even go to class with other kids it's just her and porter because she fights that hard and we find out that the reason why she got all quiet that time where she was chatting with gorgug in the hall and he freaks out and you know goes off yeah was she got all quiet and weird at that moment because she was a bit turned on by that. She thought she, she was hot bothered by dude. She's fucking into it. Um, hey, so it's a match. Say- oh no! I guess you could say she was no. horny. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! It's a match made. It's a match made in Michael Sarah heaven uh, for these two oh, no, lovebirds. It's, it's, you don't know. Yeah, oh, it's Juno. It's the entire plot of Juno, except the pregnancy. Yeah, minus the pregnancy. Uh, the romance is quite similar, though. Oh, I hope they sing little songs as they do a duet on a stoop. Yeah, I hope she has a cheeseburger Cute. phone. I could see Zelda having a cheeseburger phone. Hold on one second. Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> to get the phone would... to work. 
Guys, if you've never seen Juno, uh, highly recommend. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, coming-of-age teen pregnancy uh, Teen movie. pregnancy movie. And it holds up. I watched, I watched it recently. It is very white. Yes. Gonna put that That's out there. So fucking white. But also, re-watching it, I was like, damn, this movie really shaped my teenhood into adulthood like really shaped who i was as a person it's very much like a mark of the time it was uh in just looking at rain wilson as a as a store clerk go your ego is prego your ego is prego oh is one of the best things and also as a dad is just always a good choice always a great choice and the stepmom dad in that movie too and it's jennifer garner it's a good film jason bateman's in it jason bateman he's in it uh he's in it but yeah we get our little our little zelda moment and she you know they they talk about well what's the best way to stalk her so that we can make sure that she stays safe and their decision is to just send the hangman after her blazing down the street Scaring the shit out of her so that he can watch her house at overnight. Oh, while this is going on, by the way, uh, Kristen is getting drunk. <laughs> Kristen's getting drunk off spiked milkshakes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so know that coming in because it's only going to go downhill from here whenever Kristen is on a bender. Yeah, because they were already drinking at Fabian's house. Cathilda came in with a platter of shots. <laughs> As you do, you know. When, As when the maid does. When your maid comes in with, with shots, we would know. We're rich. Yes, like we would We're know. Wealthy. Yes, very true. <laughs> um, and she continues to drink. Yeah, throughout throughout their time at Bessarars. Yes. So that starts happening. Uh, meanwhile, uh, so Fig had uh, messaged Gorthalax. Um, yeah. trying to get some information and has not heard from him uh just as a little thing uh yeah hasn't heard from him um but just know that my brain went into immediate panic during this moment and <laughs> went i'm getting scared why have we not heard from gorthy my sweet boy i'm emotionally not able to comprehend anything bad happening in this moment Please yeah we haven't know. heard from we have not heard from gorthalax haven't heard from yes. him so my uh, my anxiety in that moment was up to ten. Um, during that, my boy again, I will burn down this city in this anarchist yep. jurisdiction that I live in. I will burn down everything. Yep. Um, then the group uh, decide to they all need to go get a good night's sleep because they've they're they had a hard battle today. Uh, so they all, a lot going on. So they part ways, um, and we do get Fabian home with his dad. Uh, we find out about the Harpy being the flagship uh, ship of Calvaxis's navy, uh, yes. and that he does say as well that if if they're it's a cursed ship, so if he brought a piece of that ship home with him, that he would. Uh, does he threaten him? Does he say he's going to kill him? I can't remember what he says, but. Bill Seacaster does not like that uh, but they they don't reconcile it's still awkward and um, Brennan asks uh, Lou to do a uh, an insight check 
or perception check, one of those two, on his dad, and he does not roll well. So he doesn't get to that insight into what he thinks his father's thinking. So instead, he they kind of just leave off on this really awkward conversation. And okay, I have a lot of... Yeah, what are your thoughts? So this is where I put, fuck, I gotta look at my notes, because it was everything about... Um... Uh, the ship, the harpy, yeah. um, which we are now getting confirmation that it um, can uh, create an illusion on itself to be perhaps another ship. Um, uh, so that's like a big thing. That's where my brain started uh, friggin' going into overtime. Um, and so Bill at the end, he's like, he asks, um, Fabian if he's actually the captain of the blood rush team, which Lou then drops, uh, out of character and goes, am I actually the (laughs) captain of the, am am I the question? And Brennan's just like, Cortholex didn't really want to tell anybody no. So like, there's no really like, we don't actually know who's (laughs) captain. There's like barely really a team. Like they dropped out of the season, so there's not really even a team at this point. But. Yeah. And so, so Bill says something that crushes me a little bit, and honestly knocks him down on the dad tier for me. Um, okay, there you go. Uh, he starts talking about because he's he's said this before. He said about um, how he views power. And how yeah. he views that um, captains need to instill fear in mm-hmm. their crew. And he yeah. says, like, oh, I see the way your party looks at you as, like, a peer or, like, not even, like, a captain at all. And it's, yeah. like, the that friends. is such, yeah, that is such a big thing, dude. And also, it's, like, not every captain needs to be feared. Respect is not fear. No, fear and respect it's not. are not they do not correlate with each other yeah like they're not one is not a causation of the other yeah he mentions too that they were raised differently bill seacaster yes. raised his own son differently than how he was raised which and now he's se- okay boomer <laughs> right right isn't that so funny though isn't that so fucking funny that uh, like parents will do that. We'll be like, I don't want to be raised. I don't want to raise my kids the way I was raised. So I'm going to do something differently. But then when you don't get the same result, you still get upset. Or when you don't get the result you wanted, like, of course, your son isn't just like you. You yeah. raised him differently than how you were raised. Like, He's of course. not you. He's also not you. He's gonna react to things differently. And this is the first time it seems that Bill has ever had to really grapple with that. Hey, Bill, let's talk about your issues with control, my dude. Let's talk about your issues with uh, micromanaging, my dude. Uh, let's talk about this. Where uh, Where is this coming from? Where's I mean, that? probably being a ruthless captain on the high seas for most of his life. So, yeah. Shouldn't be too but, shocked, to be fair. I mean, further back from that. What was his, what were his parents like? I don't know. Maybe parents? you'll find out. <laughs> he might have been an orphan, actually. I don't know. He could have been. Maybe you'll find been, out. He could have been bought into piracy. 
sold into piracy. The thing that we know is that he didn't have the life that Fabian has now. That's not what his life looked like. Like, he confirms that. He says, you weren't raised how I was raised. He says that. So that we know for sure, that he's given Fabian things he didn't have or a way of life that he didn't have. Is he owned by the bank? Does the bank have... Wait, wait, (laughs) wait. I don't know. Because Zane had his, his money... And what if what if the bank has like an army of orphans that they're, that they're well? I mean, I guess I guess it depends on your. Um, it probably depends funds. a bit. I think it depends a bit on probably your idea of what owning someone is. Is it capitalistic, where it's like we pay you the money to let you live, so in a way we own you, or is it a literal like you are enslaved to us, human trafficking style? In this mm. situation, a mixture of both. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean exactly that way. Wait a minute, Coach Daybreak has a trust fund. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Was it with KVX? <laughs> Was it a part of Mr. Hughes's special investments? Wait a We've minute. We've only ever seen one bank. <laughs> I will say that. <clears throat> We've only ever seen one bank. But what does it all mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Other than that, Fabian, and of course we can go into anything else with uh, him and his dad in that moment, but nothing really is, um, there's no real closure in that moment. They're still up in the air between the two of them. But Fabian does get a nice moment with Cathilda, his maid. Um, She does give him a a nice little moment, and I think that's quite sweet. I love Cathilda. Yeah. She's, she's. I like that she's become a late player, but she's a good late player. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a good time. Meanwhile, at uh, Gorgo's house. We talk about docking. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) I I don't know how to touch this. I have notes that are gonna hurt to say. What? What are they? Oh no! Okay. I'm intrigued. Off, let's let's set the scene real quick. We're in the tree. Sure. Gorka comes home, starts talking about the date that he had. His um, parents get so excited about the date. They're so excited. They're also um, working on a big energy source uh, that they're going to put in the arcade. Which yeah. Okay. Strange. Um, I mean, that's their job. They're like tinkerers and artificers, so they create things like that, so it's not so strange. Heidi, I find everything strange in this. Everything is a clue. Everything is a conspiracy. everything is strange, then nothing is strange. Exactly. Oh, okay. Cool. Glad we agree. Speaking of not being strange, let's talk about docking. Yes. Yeah. So... (laughs) start talking and uh mr thistlesprig um <laughs> full on uh just starts going down the road well he um, mishears gorgug he yes. gorgug says that they were just talking and just talk. mr thistlespring like mishears that and he says talking how do you mishear that so badly <laughs> i how think Brennan sees an opening for a fantastic role-playing moment, and he goes with it. I think that that's the answer. 
fucking does, dude. He sure fucking does. Jesus Christ. So then Mr. Thistlespring explains the sex ed behind what docking means. Um, in full detail. In full detail. Uh, to his son. In a, to. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I don't know. If you want to find out, you could. You should just watch the episode. Or I guess yeah. you could Google it, but like, good, you no, know, have fun with I'll that. Tell you what's better. Hey, you should look your parents dead in the eye and be like, do you know about docking? No, don't do that. Just watch the episode. Docking. Brennan will explain it to you very well. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Brennan is your sex ed teacher. That sounds great. <laughs> I think Brennan would be a really good sex ed teacher. Brennan, you want to sign up for that? Who We're says <laughs> he's just gonna go do some sex ed speeches at school? It'll oh, be great. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, be- and and so they they also go into uh, saying how important consent is. That Gorgug is a big boy. You know, he's a half orc. He's a big tall dude, and he's consent's really important. And he is truly a big boy. And he uh. And for him, communication is going to be really vital because he needs to make sure and check in with his partner to continually make sure that they are okay, uh, regardless of what they choose to do or don't do. So communication is key. And you know, yeah. the number one erogenous zone, it's your brain. Oh, God. Uh, Mr. Thistlesburg truly says consent is sexy. And uh, this brings me to my note, um, because you know it to be true. Um, mm-hmm. those parents definitely have a sex dungeon in that tree. Jesus fucking Christ! Mr. and Mrs. Thistlesburg 100% have a sex dungeon in that tree. I mean, okay, good they for them doing, if they do! They be doing some kinky shit. He knows what docking is, so... He does know what sure. docking is. I would not be surprised... Who is the dom and who is the sub in this situation? They probably is- are pretty, they're probably verse, to be honest. How, and- that's How much leather is hidden in their drawers? Well, technically not a lot because they're gnomes, so they're quite small. But um, for them, probably a lot. But also the thing about them, though, is that they've probably either made it, I, I would assume that they are, because they do seem to be pretty thorough parents, that they make sure that that room is not seen by Gorgug and is that is not a room that he will accidentally find. And that's they are very on top of it. Happy. Because they're secretly... Because they're getting all their shit out through Kinky sex. Yeah. Good for them, though. Spanking. Dude, I mean, so many people could could benefit from that. Truly. Hey, you know, sometimes you just need to get your stuff out from a little yanking and spanking, my dude. Jesus fucking Christ. We're gonna move on now. <laughs> gonna move on now. So, so wait, back to APO real quick. Um, <laughs> this is a side note. Um, so we would have this thing to like get to know the uh, incoming uh, group of uh, we would call them understudies rather than pledges. Um, I rolled my eyes so hard at that. I just need you. I need everyone to know. Truly, the pretension that is a college theater group is astronomical. Jesus, it was all pretend, which is great. But we were like, whatever. 
Uh, but the understudies, we would have a full week of like getting to know them and like we would play different games and stuff. And one of the games was we would all pick a song, all the members who were already in, we would all pick a song and um, we would all burn them onto a playlist and um, the playlist would get sent out and everybody had to guess like whose songs were whose. Um, Fun. And my friend Grayson, no matter what year, no matter what semester of fresh understudies, he would always choose the song Yankin. Okay. I don't know how to explain the song other than one of the lines is just this pussy be Yankin. Wow. And it's repeated a lot in it. Okay. So, a little yanking and spanking, my dude, you know? Welcome to the okay. Thistle Spring Yeah, household. we're going get, to get me out of here immediately. Um, so then yeah. we go to the luxury apartments where everyone else is. I love <laughs> because, that everybody's there now. Because Adine's not going to go home. She's like, fuck oh. going home. I'm going to stay the night over at Fig's. Kristen's staying the night over there because her parents suck. And Riz also lives there with his mother and he wants to go home because she told him hours ago to go home immediately and he didn't do that. So uh, we get a fantastic moment from Kristen where she's she's like drunkenly like, you want to know a secret? I like girls. (laughs) And everybody's just like, yeah, we knew that. Yep. Yep. Not shocking. Uh, no surprise at all. And we get just some more sweet Galir. Ooh. Who, 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 when he sees a, a dine who says she doesn't want to go home, he's like, so did a room open? <laughs> Trying to sneak his way into that <laughs> elven life. There? I'm oh, so but you- glad Adine fully shuts him down. Is like, I'm not even going to entertain this. No, do not yeah. live there. You know, if he he could, he would. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. First off, we open the door and Gil, our sweet, sweet lunch lad, has Mm -hmm. steak sauce in his hair. Yeah, because Rog gave him some shit that day in the cafeteria. Gave him some shit. Could you imagine going up to the Abernance residence? And opening the door is Gil in his yogurt-stained wife beater with... Wait, they don't call it that anymore. Tank top? Yeah. Undershirt? Yes. Tank top. Because how insensitive is the word wife beater, Jesus so, Christ. So, so horrible. <laughs> Jesus Absolutely. Christ. And also, especially for for Gil of all people, never mind, yeah. guys. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's... Bring it on back. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine rolling up to the Abernant residency and opening the door is Gil in his white ribbed yogurt stained tank top with a, a one dollar, not even dumpster found robe and a steak sauce covered hair, one hair on his head. Could you imagine what the Abernance would do to him? Well, they already have met him and don't care for him because he's a wood elf. He's not a, he's not a high elf, so they don't like him anyway. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. So, so he already, uh, you know, missed the boat on that one, but, you know, he'll try his best. Uh, I don't really have any more uh, notes about what's happening inside of, uh, you know, the Fayeth home, Fig's house, Fig's apartment. Go for it. I do. Other than the uh, platonic cuddling that we get between Kristen and Fig, she's like, I'm going to platonically cuddle with uh, Kristen so as before, they fall asleep. Before Riz goes back to his apartment, um, they talk a little bit about the Cerulean and the Harpy um, and Riz's dad. Um, mm-hmm. And we get a little bit of a timeline. So yeah. the Oracle sank with the cerulean yes. last year it was just one year ago um, yeah not even a full year it was the beginning of freshman year as we found out the harpy it mm-hmm. was saying that the storm um uh spell um put on the on the small model of it yeah. happened a year ago but riz's dad died five years five ago. years ago when Riz so was nine the timeline of like okay so that's not adding up he so, didn't die on a ship yeah yeah he didn't die necessarily with um the, the oracle uh, the oracle and the cerulean um so there was that and then also um then uh, Fig decides that Fig's going to try to do some affirmations with Gil because one of my favorite lines that comes out of this is uh, Riz asks like, hey, what's going on with you and my mom? And he's just like, what the fuck? Um, but he goes, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, your mother is too much woman for me. <laughs> and it's and like, that's can true. You, can you just have a little bit of confidence, please, in you? So He's Fig not wrong, goes, though. He's not wrong. You're right. Skanda, he would, he would, it would be a miracle for him to be blessed with Skanda's time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Fig's like, cool, we're going to do some mirror affirmations. We're going to do some affirmations in front of the mirror and like have you like say things to yourself. <laughs> and he's just so, of course, sad. Because he's just like, do I have to believe these things as I say them to myself? And it's like, that's the whole point is like, they eventually make you feel like you eventually do. Yeah. And I just put, please, dot, dot, dot. All I want in this life, dot, 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 is for Clear to just get a break. I just, he's the other person I want to just have a break. I just want him to catch a break. Yeah. Yeah, and then I put it at the at the end in very small font. Get laid, dude. <laughs> oh, I mean like, that's a whole nother, you know. Yeah. Barrel of monkeys. I think his confidence. I think he'd have a nice. He'd be one of those people that gets a really nice confidence boost if like he just got laid. Sure, sure, I can see just that. Like, a little bit, just a very temporary. Like, hey, you know what? I can do this. Somebody liked me a little bit. Yeah. I am. On a physical level. Yeah. Even if it was just fully physical. Yep. Yeah. Somebody liked me. I just wanted to have a break. Well, no breaks for Galir. Um, (laughs) Not yet. Anyway, Uh, Riz goes back to the apartment. And when he goes back to his apartment, 
he finds his mother's full case load left on the table. And she's not home yet. Uh, and the temptation's too strong for our private investigator boy. So he looks through all her stuff. And we get so many more facts about her case. We find out that her it's going to be uh, closed and uh, taken over by uh, by feds, I believe is what it was. Uh, by but, other, yes. So it's going to be out of her hands very soon, which she had said as well uh, at the dinner with uh, the Abernants. We also find out uh, Riz remembers about Zane's low body temperature that he would have because he had those pills. Um, that lowered his body temp. So he realizes that because Zane was taking those pills, that his time of death isn't correct. So his time of death is actually much earlier than what it had said. Uh, so he, what happened to Zane and what happened to Biz happened at the same time. So they couldn't have happened by daybreak. He couldn't have done both of those things. Um, so we find that out, uh, that while it is assumed that Daybreak was the one responsible for what happened to Biz and Zane, that that can't be true. We find out that uh, KBX Bank is paying Bill Seacaster for something, which tracks because we know he's been working with Mr. Hughes, and Mr. Hughes, we found, is working with KBX Bank. So they're paying him for something, and that was being tracked by the police. Um, we find out also that Riz, in his home, has a secret study. Uh, Edgar gets out... Bitch. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Edgar gets out and, and leads Riz to a secret door that gets him into a secret study that has two desks, one for his mother and one for his late father. And... Okay. What? Keep going. Keep okay. going. I don't... I, I, at the end. Okay, okay. Uh, we find uh, one of the desks has a picture of uh, Sklanda and Riz, and we can assume that that's his father's desk, and the other one has a picture of Pak Gukgak. And Pak Gukgak is a babe. He is He's a, a babe. He's a full babe. He's a full snack. He He's also... A is a full sweetie because Riz also finds, a, he finds all of these clues. He finds, we get confirmation that the harpy is the cerulean. Um, and he finds a bunch of things from his, that his father was looking into with his job. We find out he was a foreign spy, that he would go to foreign lands, blend in with evil folks, quote unquote, because he's a goblin. He was able to assimilate, uh, pretend to be like a lackey, and really get in there and do good work. And then we also find a video message left from Pak Gutgak on his last oh, night with his family God. before he left for his last trip, which is where he passed away. Um, and that message made me cry. I don't think it made me cry the first time I watched it, but it definitely made me cry this time because um, he's so earnest and sweet and he's, basically just says, like, I love you. Uh, I don't think you really understand what's going on right now. We get a little insight into what, like, Riz's life was like when he was, like, nine years old. With his mom, we see a little glimpse of them, and he just tells his son how much he loves him, and that because they're goblins, that they're 
going to have a hard time because people make assumptions about them, but they can use that to their advantage and make the world a better place. And that's what he's trying to do for his son. Um, and it's emotion, dude. It's a sweet, sweet moment. He's so sad. Okay. It's very sad. So let me, let me, let me go through this whole scene again. Uh Uh-huh. So they're also, they're having a hard time getting the palimpsests back from high court. Yeah. So I was like, high court is, high court's being major suspicious right now. Major Mm -hmm. sus right now, dude. Um. (laughs) And then with everything with the biz and Zane and Daybreak and all that stuff, like, I'm pissed. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, everything is being, there's a cover-up going on, basically, is what's happening. High, co- High Court is trying to cover up what's happening. That's it. <laughs> um, then on top of it, the whole um, amount being paid from kvx to bill dude i'm calling it now bill seacaster is gonna betray us and there's going to be a dad versus son battle and i think it's gonna be such a dope ass fucking character development if fabian has to fight his dad and like what a way to stand up to your dad and like show him what a true captain is and like show him that it's like not fear you need. It is something else that you need. It's heart because it's love it, and it, friendship, the greatest magic of them all. What, like what a big fuck you to not only his dad, but to daybreak too, because daybreak kept saying that Fabian has no heart. And then people keep telling like, yeah, He's people keep telling friends. Fabian how to lead, right? Yeah. They keep telling him how to be a person. If he has a fight with his dad, which I'm going to lose my mind sure. when it happens. Because I know it's going to happen. It has <laughs> to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to oh, be okay. sad. Okay, I'll shit. be disappointed. Um, but it, like, dude, what a good moment of just i'm gonna be i'm gonna be cheering on the sidelines being like yeah bitch let's go fabian but yeah that also knocked down bill big time um this whole moment here and then on top of it the introduction of what a great man pop guckgack that man's on the list 100 percent. that man is at the top of the list for me oh for me he goes to the top oh um what so here's my list (laughs) oh you made your list yeah yeah yeah. go for it okay i would say um you're gonna hate me for this (laughs) why go just say just tell me okay oh so dad tier let's go number one i put gorthalax the absolutely wonderful insatiable (laughs) coach demon daddy um, number one. Number two is still Galir, dude. <laughs> yeah, two. yeah. Is Galir my pathetic nightmare man? <laughs> sure, sure. And now, I'm gonna give it to him. Number three is Pot Gut Gag. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I want to see. Those are the top three. Number four, Bud Cubby. Yeah. Feel forever and always. Number five, Mr. Thistle Sprig. In parentheses, that's sex talk though. (laughs) And now, number six. He's been brought down all the way to number six, my dude. Wild. Master Seacaster. Man. We'll have to see where the the tier lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, for the last two, I have Mr. Applebee's because, like, I don't really care about him. Fuck that guy. Number eight, of course, being the last man on the on the list. The worst. Uh, the awful elf man whose name starts with an A that I refuse to remember. Um, Mr. Abernant, whatever his first name is, he doesn't get the honor. No, he doesn't. You'll have get, to see. I think get this is based my brain. No, he does not. Yeah, we had much, you know, earlier in the season, we had your first dad tier list. Now we have this one. I think we got to wait until the very final episode, and then we'll get an updated final tier when everything shakes down at the end. Is Galeer going to be number one? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Actually, if, again, if Gorthalex gets knocked down, I will cry. I'll cry. I know. I'll just cry. I'll cry. I know. ASMR, guys. You'll hear my tears. I know. I know. Um, so yeah. Um, from there, uh, Sklanda comes home. Yeah. And she finds, uh, Riz decides oh. to just, yeah? No, dude. We're forgetting a big part. Um, so one of the things that they find, uh, after the whole, um, with uh, the crystal on the dad's desk uh, before that, um, Edgar, the rat, uh, finds, uh, oh, what's that? It's a necromancer pearl. Oh, hey, who's necromancer pearl? Oh, it's Zane the Rat Boy's necromancer pearl. Hey, uh, Heidi, real quick, what color is it? Real quick. It's, it's gray. That's a gray little pearl. Now, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that picture right there? Because wasn't it a wasn't it a different color the last time we saw it? Yes. Yeah, so, so the pearls are either one color black or white. I can't remember which one's which. Or the other color black or white. Uh, one color says that they're alive. The other color says that they're dead. It said that he was dead before, and now it's a weird gray that's in between, which. Doesn't tell us anything, but tells us he might not be fully dead, or there's something going on. Something more with Zane's story. Do you remember uh, a little bit way back when, uh, when I said, hey, I don't think he's actually dead? I do remember it was... Yeah, a long conversation. Right. Doesn't uh, say that he's not dead. No, but fair. it feeds into my theory of him potentially being on a different plane rather than necessarily being dead. He might just be traveling through a different plane. I'm still keeping on that just in case. For sure. So that was the big thing for me. And now Skalanda's home. Skalanda comes home and she finds him. Uh, there's a heartbreaking line that's where she says something to the effect of, I... Like, I didn't want you to follow in our footsteps, kind of. Like, that's, she hoped that this would not be his life as well. Because 
I mean, she doesn't say this, but this life killed her husband. She doesn't want that for Riz. Um, but you can't shake destiny, man. You can't do it, my dude. Yeah. So they're a family of badasses now, which is like so sick, dude. They're family so badasses. Sick. Yeah. Okay. And that's basically so that a bunch of questions now of like, where's the Oracle? Who's the Oracle's the Oracle's dead. Yeah, but if the Harpy and the Cerulean are the same, are they? <laughs> the Cerulean sank. And that's how the Oracle died. But it was the Harpy. And it was the Harpy. And Aelwyn has a part of that ship, which they now have. There's not an answer right now. You don't have the answer. So I'm going to tell you that right now. That you don't have the answer. But those are the facts. That the yes. Cerulean is the Harpy. Yes. And the Cerulean went down in a storm that killed the Oracle. And everyone else aboard that ship. Uh, and that the piece of the ship they have, which is now that miniature of the Harpy, is a part of that ship as well. And had an enchantment on it. Down. So you don't think it went down? No. Okay. I don't think it went down at all. And I, I think something else happened to the Oracle. And that's why I'm asking, where is the Oracle? Cause Got it. Because you don't think the Oracle's dead? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think there is a correlation between Helios and uh, Cal... Cal... Calvaxis. Calvaxis. I will never remember this name ever. Um, there's definitely a correlation because this can't be coincidental with the Harvest Men. There's absolutely no way that these two things are happening without knowing each other. Um, so either I believe Helios and Calavaxis are the same being or something else like they're just conspiring or something. Well, but keep in mind... Keep in mind as well that Gorzalax was a angel of Helio, of soul. Yes. He was an angel of soul. And that okay. he fell, right, and then became Gorzalax the Insatiable, where he then worked with Calvaxis. Because the reason Fig is trying to contact him is because he has knowledge about Calvaxis. And they're trying to get that information from him. Because he worked with Calvaxis in the Red Waste oh, before. So, but oh. he's not answering his phone, so we aren't getting that information yet. But he does have information about about Calvaxis. Um, Calvaxis is working for Helios this whole time. I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But thank, my, you, thank you for putting up with my ramblings. I'm trying, my brain is trying so hard. I know. Coming out. You're good. Uh, my next note is Kristen kisses everyone. Everybody gets their first kiss from Kristen if they hadn't already gotten it. If they did already get a Correct. first kiss, then they just get another kiss and it's from Kristen. It's so one. sweet. And also, war is declared on Solace from Falinel. Or, no. War is declared... Between Solace and Falinel. Because Falinel yeah. sent out a troop of uh, of elven rogues and spies oh to break Aelwyn out of jail. 
So Hi, war has been declared. This bitch started a whole ass war. What an well, icon. Technically, Adine started the war because she is the one who got Aelwyn arrested. Okay, but also at the same time, Aelwyn was just like, well, you know what? She didn't do shit. (laughs) Aelwyn didn't do shit, actually. She was just in jail. And then they, the elves came to break her out. Uh, But yeah, war has been decreed between these two countries, which were once allies. Yeah, but it's interesting to note that they did say that Aelwyn is not free. Eowyn is in elven custody. She's still. in elven custody. She's yeah. still, she's still, yeah. She's still in trouble. She's still in trouble. That's for sure. My fucking girl, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> Damn. When you get extradited and it starts a war and... <laughs> Fuck, you know that moment when? You um, know that moment when? Hey, guys. Uh, so there's a... Uh, the hangman alerts everybody of like, hey, there's some trouble going on at Zelda's. So everybody runs over because they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. But first they all uh, like full on scream at Gil being like, we need to go. And We're going to steal like, your car. I need to, I need to microwave the Hot Pockets. Um, yeah, man. So there's a lot of that. Um, that sweet boy gets his car fully stolen by his own daughter. Um, yep. So Zelda's house is described as a scene of slaughter, <laughs> um, yes. but in a good way, uh, because Zelda's family is all unharmed. They are covered in blood and they are amazing. And they are oh, amazing. Gorga gets his second kiss, which is from her dad. <laughs> On the mouth. On the, On the mouth. And he he says, go save my daughter, basically. It's like, here's the crystal in which Zelda is captured. You must save her. Yeah, Zelda's been trapped in the in the palace. She's trapped in a crystal. Yep. And now her dad's like, yo, you know what to do after. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Ayo. Yep, that's basically it. Um, And the gang decides that they need to get Biz. Because they need to get her. The main priority is to get her out of the crystal. And the person who can help them do that is Biz uh, Glitterdew. So they go pick him up. And they like, I think he tries to ask them questions and stuff, but they're like, no, uh, they're like not fucking around. Um, First thing he does is he refers to himself as daddy. Yeah, he's the worst. Uh, So automatically, I would just be like, let's just go. So they go to the arcade. Because they're going to take the, they're going to take the big energy source that uh, Gorgug's parents made to where it was meant to go, which is the the mall. Um, And Biz thinks of the idea to go there as well. So they take it where it needs to go. Gorgug sends his parents away and he's he asks Biz, he's like, you're all good now, right? And Biz starts to, am I all? And he's like, you're good, right? You're good. <laughs> you're good, right? Because he really, because Zach really wants to get rid of Gorgug's parents because he knows that there's about to be a battle because he yeah. knows that episodes are only however long and he yeah. can feel the combat coming. So Gorgug has that feeling too, that something's not going to be quite right. So he he sends his parents away. Although it would have been cool if they were in the combat too. That would have been very interesting. I would like to see them fight. I don't want to see a potential world where the Spurgs die. No, no, no. Uh, Also, uh, 
I just have to mention too that Fig gets a uh, she talks with Galir. She gets a call from Galir, um, and he's like, "Hey, you stole my car. I called the cops." And she's like, "Call the pigs off, Galir." And I just have to mention that. <laughs> the other the other thing that she does that's my favorite is now she's starting to call her way of investigating things. She's calling it the German Shepherd casing the joint. German she she's German like, Shepherd cases the joint, yep. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, I do my German Shepherd casing of the joint. Yep. Of the joint. Like, Emily what? <laughs> Emily huh? <laughs> um so we get the worst thing. Just the worst thing. Yeah. At the end of this episode. That makes me furious. Yeah. Because of course this is what yeah. fuck happens. Because so Riz... start exploring. Yeah, they, they start exploring the arcade. Riz goes with Biz. Biz is like, hey, help me with this thing that they're doing. Uh, so he goes into like a s- separate area with Biz. And Riz noticed that there is a video game called Lucky Stones, which has like a little avatar of a halfling girl who is Penny Luckstone. So he finds her in this game and she's like a little avatar who's like, come play. Um yeah. And there, there are some other, like, the other There's kids There's a Katya game. Games. Yeah. Yeah. With all the missing girls. With all the missing girls. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm trying not to slap anything anymore, but are you fucking kidding me? Because then, of course, and of course, Biz starts saying some shady-ass shit to Riz. Being yeah. like, this is guys like, the only like time. us. Yeah, the guys like us. This is the only time we can be cool. And Riz says, Are you giving me a nice guy speech right now? <laughs> Which he sure fucking is, because yep. of course he is that awful small little man. And he admits, <laughs> he admits, Biz admits that he, he, so he's talking to Riz about it. He's trying to get. Riz in on it and Riz pretends like he is in on it he's like oh yeah okay that sounds good and Biz admits that he wants to do the same thing to a dime he has one more palimpsest that is empty and he wants to capture a dime which also he said something of like he's getting more from his new supplier so there's a new supplier yeah so there's a new supplier because Daybreak used to be the supplier we we found out so, what the? So Biz <laughs> is the baddie when he pulls out that clear, empty palimpsest and he admits that I... he wants to he wants to take a dime. Riz fakes him out and he takes the crystal and he pulls his gun on him and it's fantastic. And that's when everybody rolls initiative and that's where the next episode is gonna pick up on. So, I... let it all out, my dear. I... Wait. <laughs> not wait <laughs> for them to just fucking wreck busy shit yep i i want them we we call riz the ball no 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 <laughs> i want them to crumple up biz into the shape of a ball and fully physically punt him <laughs> at yeah. least several miles just it into a dumpster. Just fucking dunk his ass into a dumpster. 
I hate this character. Well, you know, we'll have to see what happens next time in that combat. It's going to be a sweet fucking combat inside of a arcade for our teens. But we've been betrayed by Biz Glitterdoo. And we'll have to see what happens next time. This episode is already very long. I would usually ask you if you have other thoughts and things like that. But I think I got most of them out there. Yeah, I think I think this is a great place to leave it off on. So thank you guys for sticking with us, listening to all of this. If you are still here, uh, you get a gold star. So add that to your uh, equipment. You have a gold star from Heidi. Um, this was the expansion packed episode 13 of Fantasy High Dimension 20. Thank you again for joining us. We hope to have you with us next time. I'm Heidi. And I'm still mad. I'm Bridget. <laughs> and I'm still mad too. Bye. Oh my God. I want to like take out his retainer and just like throw it and like crumple it. I don't know. You know, he wears a retainer. Oh yeah. He wears a retainer. That's for sure. Uh, uh.